Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm excited about today. Are you excited about today? I am, yeah. Out of ten, how are you, how excited? Ooh, about eight and a half. Darren, <laughs> where's the one point five? What's lacking? Co-host. <laughs> All right, Darren. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh my God, oh, Darren. I just redlined. It's all right. Only dying. Swallowed it. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Right, let's go. <laughs> Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Alan, Alan, it's Molly and Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. Hello, oh, you, you recognise us? I do, I do. Yeah, sure you do. The Happy Garden. <laughs> Good old Titchers. Love Titmarsh, as my mum calls him, Titmarsh. I'm Molly, a very, very warm welcome to the Happy Garden podcast. And uh, Darren Rudge, the laughing gardener with us. All right, Dazzler. Hello. Hello, you. All right. How's <laughs> things? Have you had a good week since we uh, last spoke? I've had a fantabulous week. Writing study packs, teaching, oh, yeah. doing a little bit of landscaping oh. here and there. Oh. There you go. We were talking about um, study packs when we left you uh, last time. Did they Have they gone down well with the students, the study packs? Yeah, I've sent you a study pack, actually. Did, have you done the homework? Did you? Oh, God, you did as well. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't open the attachment, Darren. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Um, now, talking of working outside, though, let's press on. Um, my goodness, as the weather turned, I think we've all had our heating on this week. I've lit the fires this week, and you've been working outside this week, so you'll have noticed, Darren. The leaves, the colours of autumn are beautiful at the moment. Oh, it's a stunning time of year, and actually, uh, autumn is one of my favourite times of year mm. because of the colour and the berries and the fruits and things like that. It's wonderful, isn't it? A lovely time of year. Yeah, it is. One of the things autumn hails, which we'll be talking about on the Happy Garden podcast today, is hibernation, of course. We must talk about hedgehogs and the little creatures that are going into uh, to hibernation. Today, though, we are centering on the ladybird. Now, my goodness, have you? if you've had a look at our Facebook page, the Happy Garden podcast Facebook page, you'll have seen a little picture, a little video that I put up that uh, happened to me in the week. Have you seen it, Darren? Have you seen the, in, not invasion, it's my fault because I opened the window, but have you seen the enormity <laughs> of hibernating ladybirds in my crack? Totally. And there's been masses, hasn't there? They've been everywhere. Yeah. People's toilets, in between there, double glazing, mm. like yours. 
Yes. All over the place. Well, this is a thing they've been finding somewhere to hibernate and the big, big black flies that we've seen as well. But because we had some heat last week before the uh, the frosts came, they all sort of came back out again. Anyway, something we're going to be talking about a little bit uh, uh, later on. Darren? Yes? Did you hear about the ladybird who fell in love with a bed bug? No. Oh, didn't you? They uh, they got married in the spring. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Back at you, no. did you hear about the man who died in a vat of coffee? Man, vat of coffee, dead. No. Um, his wife says um, it was a quick death because it was instant. No, <laughs> you didn't tell it as well as I did. This It's all in the delivery, Darren. <laughs> all in the delivery. How many are you going to do for us a little bit later on? I've got five. Five, five garden five jokes garden this week. Jokes. And my last one is superb. Okay, I've well, having nobody tell me uh, well, that I've let anybody down. Okay. <laughs> let, let us be the judge of that, Darren. So that's a little bit later on. Also, really excitingly, really excitingly, we're going to do this soon, Darren, and I'm a bit scared. Oh, you know the burner phone? Ooh, yes. Which I... Yeah, exactly. <gasps> yes. You may well draw breath. Now, if maybe you're new to our podcast and you haven't listened to the last six. Podcast one, we got out what we call the burner phone, which I got um, specifically for this show. So we can ring people. It's not a phone in so much on the Happy Garden podcast. It's a phone out. If people send us their number, we can call them, which we tried to but do... there's a problem. ...with Dave. <laughs> there, was, there was a problem. <laughs> Something happened to Dave's voice. It's similar to the strange chipmunk thing that happened a couple of episodes ago. And he turned into Satan. And so he's now called Demon Dave. And we locked the burner phone in a lead line drawer and put a clove of garlic on it since. <laughs> so will today be another day collects another soul? <laughs> another soul. Sorry, I've spoken to Dave since. He is still alive. But uh, yeah, it's Nigel. <laughs> Nigel wants to come on today. Oh, great. Nigel. What's the song about Nigel? We're only making plans for, for Nigel. Nigel. Well, let's hope Satan's not making any plans for Nigel because he's going to join us um, very, very soon. All right. Also, we're going to be answering your gardening questions. Well, Darren is. So if you have emailed or if you'd like to email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com, then we can get your questions answered. <laughs> Hasn't got to be plant related. We can also discuss advice on, well, anything really, fencing or paving or Darren, don't forget, is an award-winning garden designer. So maybe you want a rejig of your garden or you're starting from scratch. Daz will be able to help. Tools, lawnmowers, any advice on that sort of stuff? That is what we are here for. And also, I thought we'd wheel out Andy Lound this week, our Darren. Yes! Yay, Andy Lound! Amaze and astound with Andy Lound, award-winning author and historian. Today he's going to be doing the history of carrots. Do you know they used to be purple? <laughs> carrots, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? So... I won't steal Andy's thumb. No, OK, we'll leave it there then. <laughs> all right. So all that and more to come. All of this and more still to come on... The Happy Garden. With Mark Green and Darren Rush. Would you like to start with some jobs for the week ahead? Now in the Happy Garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes... Go. 
Okay, folks, it's nearly time for bare root season. This is when you can purchase plants at a quarter of the price because these plants have been grown in an open field and just dug out of the ground. It's mainly deciduous plants that we buy in this way. It's a great time to start to prepare the ground, give it a good fork over and get ready to be uh, planting our bare root deciduous trees, hedging and shrubs. You can also buy evergreens, but they are root balled, which means they've got a mesh around the, uh, the root system. And again, it's a good time because they'll be a quarter of the price as well. So start to prepare for it. In the next couple of weeks, folks, you'll be able to start purchasing them and then get them into the ground. All kinds of pop-grown trees and shrubs can also be planted, of course. So it's warm and it's wet at the moment. So, uh, again, if you've got pop-grown plants, you can pop those into the ground. Check young trees and shrubs and make sure that their stakes are secure. Wind rock can seriously damage young trees and shrubs and tear that root system, causing them to die. And check all wall shrubs and climbers to ensure that they are really really firm again for the autumn and winter to come more jobs later darren 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 you told me something a little bit earlier on which we must reiterate and i i have to, i feel responsible for this now what would that be in your jobs in your, <laughs> it was a while ago in your jobs for the week ahead you were talking about planting uh, about planting uh, and the fact that this is a great time to plant which i intend to do this week with rosa molly green Oh. Finally getting it into the ground. I am, because I've been Nicely. looking at it for a little while with love, um, and I'm a bit scared to plant it, just in case anything happens to it. This is the beautiful rose that Darren got named after me. But you did tell me a little bit earlier on, it's cost you quite a lot of money, because you delivered this rose to me as a surprise when I was in Birmingham City Centre, and you drove all the way in from the black country, in the car, yeah. to Birmingham. Mm. I did. Go on, and, say what um, the problem is. <laughs> where, well, when you drive into Birmingham, folks, yep. there is a congestion charge. <laughs> and it's not really your fault, Molly, although I do blame you, uh, oh. but I forgot to pay. So now yeah. I have a fine. See, the clean, it was clean air zone. Pounds. Yeah, 60 squid. It's clean air zone in Birmingham city centre. It's eight squid, isn't it? And it is so easy to forget to pay it. Not intentionally, it's just so easy. And you said you sat bolt upright in bed the other day and thought, ah. Oh. Well, well, it was it was uh, the Saturday before last when yeah. I came in and bought you your rose. Yeah. And basically... Too late, mate, um, too late. Too late on Sunday morning afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I don't know about you. can't you. plead with them. You, exactly. <laughs> I've rung up. I spoke to a really nice lady and I got four fines. I'd forgotten four times to pay it. Uh, and I literally said, please. She said, nope. <laughs> 240 quid. Wow. So I'm so sorry you've got that it's, fine. <clears throat> Did she laugh afterwards? No, no, she, she didn't. No. <laughs> there was no cackling, but um, I feel like I ought to pay half of yours, but uh, I'm not going to. <laughs> No good turn goes unpunished. I really better let, not let this rose die now then, haven't I? Gosh, that's even more pressure. No. <laughs> anyway, listen, Darren, shall we? I'm scared. Look, I'm, I'm just um, prevaricating because I'm really scared about getting the burner phone out. Shall I do it? Because Nigel will be waiting. Yeah, now. Let's, let's ring Nigel. What's the song again? We're only making plans <laughs> for Nigel. <laughs> We're making plans. <laughs> 
making plans for Nigel's soul. Right, here's the phone. Hang on. I'm getting it out of the lead-lined box. <gasps> God, it's suddenly gone cold. We are. No, I've just um, <laughs> suddenly gone cold. I've got a WhatsApp from Nigel. Me breath. <laughs> yeah, I see fingers down your neck. There we oh. are. Here's Nigel. Hang on. He's just WhatsApp me. Hang on. Hang on. What's happening here? <laughs> he said, I was engrossed in a lesson on, would you believe, feeding birds in the winter? Oh, that's nice. Oh. I'm here. You can call when you can. Oh, he doesn't realise what's about to happen. <laughs> right. Are we ready? Are we calling? Yeah, Should we call Nigel? <gasps> Here we are. I'm really, I'm really frightened. Ringing. On, on Nigel's behalf, I'm a bit scared. It's ringing. Oh, call declined. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, it's declined us, Darren. <gasps> oh, that's Nigel now! Hello? No, I can, hang on a second. I can't. Hang on, Nigel. Can't hear you. Let me put you. Press that, Nigel. Hello. Oh, Nigel. Hi. Hello. Hello. I'm sorry, Mike. Hello, Nigel. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> Hi, <how are> you? <laughs> it worked. Mate, you sound normal, Nigel. <laughs> no, I tried to be. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yes. Uh, great to hear the dynamic duo. Uh, oh, thank I, you. I, I've um I've done just uh, finished a, a, an online tutoring lesson, so I've uh, yes. What were you uh, doing? What were you doing? Something off this... feeding birds? What were you doing? Uh, yeah, it's, I do online maths and English, uh, but I do house calls as well. But it's it's um, I teach online. Uh, it was just a, a, a reading about feeding birds in the winter of all things, would oh, you believe? And then uh, yeah, it was great. You know about how they they struggle in the winter and they they serenade us in the summer. So why don't we return the favour by feeding them in the winter? And you know it was all that and uh, what different birds eat different um, insects and different uh, things in the gardens and how they keep their bugs down and everything else. And it was a so it's very informative. So, Nigel, let me just hand you over to, to Darren then and see what we can help you with today. Dazzler? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Nigel. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you're having doing, Dazzler? Yeah, great right. fun. I'm all right, thank you. Are you well? Good, good, good. Yeah, keeping well. Um, I've been catching up on the uh, the podcasts, you know, making my way through them and uh, listening in and everything. Um, I didn't make, write some bits down, I don't know, I've put it in the kitchen. I, I do keep notes, I do. <laughs> About, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, what is it, the crisps? I, I did have a go at them. Uh, the nettle crisps. Yes. Oh, I, did I, you? I definitely did make them. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and you're still alive. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> I made them. Pause. Um, <laughs> some were good. There was them. a variety. <laughs> <laughs> some... Uh, so, so I did, some I didn't. That's... <laughs> oh, that's it, yes. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, I gave it to him. Um, yeah, that's it. So, um, yeah, a variety, it was a, yeah, I suppose, yeah, a variety pack uh, was definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, they were good. Um... I have no idea what you two are laughing at. I'm just listening to you. <laughs> And um, um, so you, you what have Well, all right. Well, the question, isn't it? The question for Darren. Yes, please. Yeah, that was my <laughs> question for Darren. Sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. This was this the one I, I was. Um, the one I was. I'd got written down from the other day. It was the the 
I just wonder what your thoughts were. Just not just generally on um, rose hips. Because I've let a, I've let a, a rose grow wild in the back garden with the idea of trailing it over the shed and everything. And it wasn't intentional, but in letting it grow a bit wild to trail it over things, and because of that, rose hips appeared. And I thought, oh God, you know, I forgot all about them. Uh, and then I, it got me thinking. I thought, well, you know, what's what's better than there's nothing. It's great that we cut roses neat and they look good, of course. But then is it a case of should we let some of them grow wild? Some, just you know, some to then get rose hips off to make the mighty rose hip syrup, which I've never made, but I'm going to have a go at. Just like the nettle crisps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you should. That's what you should do. Have a go. You should let roses produce rose yes. hips anyway. I mean, obviously, people do prune them, don't yes. they? Um, and, and tidy them up. Yes. But actually, a little bit of mess is good for the birds, as you've been telling ah. us about in the garden, but also yes. for us, because you can make rose hip tea, rose hip syrup, all sorts ah. of things. Plus... As you're dealing with the rose hips, uh, Nigel, you can collect the seed. Yes. So the seed inside, you have to macerate it. Yes. So you have to take your wife's sieve. Okay. Darren, I've told you about this And before. basically <laughs> crush them and wash them through. And then you can sew yes. them. What you do is you need to stratify them. So what you do there is you convince them that the, 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 they've had a winter. And basically, you get some vermiculite and some compost, dampen it down, put it in a oh. sandwich bag, yes. and then put the seeds in the sandwich bag, seal it up, and then put it in your fridge for about two months, and then sow them, and they'll sandwich. germinate for you. Another beautiful thing about leaving the rose hips is the absolute beauty come winter when you get the frosts on the rose hips. Ah. Oh, and then ah. cobwebs, the cobwebs ah. with the frost on hanging off the rose hips. You will thank yourself if you've left some. Oh, br yeah, brilliant. Oh, and the rosy tea as well, rosy tea. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you'll thank yourself. Ah. It's a really good question for, which, oh, for which we thank you. Oh, thank you so much for being oh. part of Pod 7, Nige. Oh, pleasure, pleasure. You stay in touch. Oh, of course, yes, I'll let you know... Um... I'll let you know more about uh, goings on in the gardens and everything. Yeah, of course I yeah. will. Stay. Yeah, we could make uh, a I'll slot. In. Make a slot uh, of out of you. What's going on round <laughs> Nigel's? <laughs> oh, that's it. What's going? What's going on round Nigel's? Tales from Nigel. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We'll let you get on with your day, and we'll have more tales from Nigel in another podcast. But for for today, thank you ever so much, Nigel. Thanks, Nigel. Oh, God bless you both. Ta -da, Cheers, Ta -da, Ta -da. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at the Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. If you want Darren's advice on anything in your garden, anything garden-related whatsoever, it, as I say, it's, it's more of a phone out. And Darren, now we know the phone works, <laughs> we can do it again. And Nigel <laughs> kept his soul. I know. <laughs> I think he left us normal. Amazing, I know. Isn't it? <laughs>
<laughs> I kept his soul. So we have a normal burner phone, which we can call you on next week. So if you get one to, uh, if you want to get involved, you can do. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Or of course, we've got our Facebook page up and running as well, which again is the Happy Garden Podcast. You'd be more than welcome to get in touch with us there. Now, Darren, we have put up, well, it was from my house, but oh my goodness, we've put up a thread, haven't we, on the Happy Garden Podcast Facebook page. I was only letting a fly out a couple of days ago, Darren, and I, I know I say this, I've said this historically every single year about keeping your double glazing shut tight at this time of the year so the ladybirds can't get in there. And I'm not being mean against the ladybirds, but the problem is when it turns absolutely freezing and you shut the window you're going to squash hundreds of them. Anyway, I'd forgotten about this and I went to let a fly out and I opened the window. And I mean, how many ladybirds do you think are on that video, Darren? 200, 300, 400? Brazilians. Brazilians. <laughs> so it's really important that you check all your cracks before you shut your windows for the winter. Now, ladybirds we want to discuss today, and it's something I spoke to Paul Hetherington from Bug Life about in the week. Now, this is a quote from Bug Life's website. If we and the rest of the backboned animals were to disappear overnight, the rest of the world would get on pretty well. But if the invertebrates were to disappear, the world's ecosystems would collapse. And that is a quote by Sir David Attenborough. And the charity Bug Life, their strapline is saving the small things that run the planet. So I did speak to Paul and I asked him about how ladybirds have fared this year in terms of numbers and whether the weather would have played a part. We also have had some strong prevailing winds recently, haven't we, across most of the country. And that will also blown in quite a lot of extra ladybirds from abroad. Really? Where, where would they have come in from? Uh, predominantly from mainland Europe, because they could easily be picked up by those little gusts and brought over. Wow, I didn't realise that. D- do they want <laughs> did they want to come or they literally they, they are landing here? Or are we on their way and they've been helped along? How does that work? They basically just ended up here because of the prevailing weather conditions and of course they will soon be looking for somewhere to overwinter assuming we do get a cold winter in which case you'll start to see them coming into your house into your sheds and looking for shelter but it's really good news particularly for gardeners because you know they are voracious munchers of aphids yeah, absolutely. They are the good guys. But there's always, you know, Daily Mail or you know, there's always this demonisation of, of, of the foreign breeds and the uh, the interlopers. I mean, we have we had that. And is it still something that we should worry about this year? Well, we've already got the Harlequin ladybird, which has now established itself across virtually the whole of the UK. And um, it's now effectively a native species because it's beyond the point of being re-eradicated similar to the gray squirrel nothing then that we should be overly worried about and you know don't kill what you think would be a harlequin there's absolutely no point now in trying to kill a harlequin they are so well established you'll not be achieving anything by it and you'll just be reducing the number of pest controllers in your garden and area and their establishment is that of detriment to our natives now or have they found some sort of balance it looks like there is some sort of balance is being found when they first came they were out competing 
seeing things like the seven spot, which was our most common ladybird, and there was a decline in numbers of native ladybirds. But things seem to have stabilised now. The native numbers have gone up a bit and the harlequins have dropped a bit. Do we get non-natives blown in? I'm still fascinated by what you said, that they're just picked up. I mean, I wouldn't have thought they'd fly high enough for a thermal to get them. Clearly I'm wrong because the thermals have got them. Are they just flying along at a normal height in France or wherever and and, and they, they're literally just taken up into the clouds? Yeah, they just caught, get caught by a gust and get pulled up into the air. I mean, there are things like the cloud-dwelling spiders that spend most of their lives in the clouds. They spin a web like a parachute and, and, and just float around up there to try and catch things. What? I didn't realise that as cloud-dwelling spider. Yeah, cloud-dwelling spider. One of my colleagues had to do a survey of them a few years back yeah. and basically made a leaf blower that sucked instead of blued and then <laughs> just went around sucking in the air yeah. to sample them. Oh, my goodness. What do they look like? How big are they? I personally haven't seen the cloud drilling spiders, but I would imagine they're quite small to be able to stay up there. In the same way that you will often see little spiderlings gather, that's baby spiders, gather on a fence Mm. and they make a little like parachute on a windy day. And that's how they get dispersed into new areas rather than all ending up in the same place. You're kidding. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Paul, how clever is nature? It's incredible, isn't it? The way it adapts and finds ways of using things. Back to ladybirds. How's it been? How's 2023 been? As always, Paul, it's not anything out of the ordinary that we've had record-breaking this, record-breaking that in terms of wind, weather, sun. As always, we've had those this year. How have the ladybirds fared? It's been a a bit of a so-so year. It was very wet for a long period in the middle of the summer. Aphid numbers are generally down, which is not good news for them. And of course, we had absolutely baking temperatures on continental Europe, Mm. which is another reason why a lot of ladybirds will have wanted to escape from there because there wouldn't have been very much food around. Well, do you think they know if they fly high enough that the wind will get them? (laughs) Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But we have to just quickly talk about, well, not quickly, actually, because this is the main reason I wanted to speak to you today about the window cracks. Now, every year, forever, I have spoken to Bug Life around this time because I worry so much about the ladybirds and it's happened in our house in fact I was upstairs just 10 minutes before I spoke to you and I opened the window fully because it is so warm today and as I opened the window fully at least 200 ladybirds fell out because it was on the crack originally it was just on the the latch the um, double glazing was on the latch flung it open about 200 ladybirds fell out they're already starting to congregate in the cracks aren't they they're already trying to find somewhere to overwinter now yes I mean that's what they tend to look for and of course particularly older houses offer a lot of really good places they can crawl into around window frames, door frames. More modern houses with airtight double glazing, much more difficult for them to find a place. See, what I worry about is because there's so many in each one. Because I, I do shout at my husband every time he leaves it open on, on a crack this time of year. I say, no, no, you've got to keep it shut tight at least for two or three weeks right now so they don't go in. Because when you do shut it tight in the winter when the ice comes... You're going to kill an awful lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, and far better if they go into our sheds and yeah. our houses, because this also can often be far too warm for them to properly hibernate if they come into the house area. 
Oh, really? So it's best to discourage them. It is best to keep your windows closed if you can now, isn't it? Just to discourage yeah. them coming in at all, because we do need to look after them. Yeah, and it's best to encourage them to find somewhere outside a nice leaf pile, a shed or a garage that's not going to get too hot, but will keep them frost-free so they can have a, a good winter hibernation because they need a lot less energy if they hibernate than if they're awake. I'm looking at one uh, on the coving right now as I speak to you. Shall I go and put him in the... Or her, him or her, shall I go and put them in the greenhouse? That would be a good idea. That's a nice place, isn't it, to be overwintering? Yeah, I'll go and do that now. Paul, thank you so, so much. It's always nice to speak to you. That was great. Lovely talking to you. That's Paul Hetherington from uh, Bug Life. I think, Darren, Bug Life, it's buglife.org.uk. I think they're going to be very good friends of this podcast. I would think so, and he's a great guy, isn't he? He's and they are fabulous, yeah. fabulous folks anyway. I love bug life as well. Dealt with him a number of times over the years. They're always good to, to call and just take advice from. Mm. So uh, there yeah. you go. They're lovely. Have you, have, have you checked your cracks? Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> a bit rude, isn't it? <laughs> Can I advise you to? I was going to say, not lately. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth doing before the uh, the proper frosts come. All right, good. <laughs> Buglife.org.uk. They are fabulous. Uh, we'd urge you to go and check out their website. And also, and I don't know if you've noticed, Darren, the, um, I do specifically because of the cat food, not so much the dog food, but these big black flies do target the cat food, which is such a waste of cat food once they've laid eggs on it. These horrible, well, I say horrible, I love all animals, but it annoys me because it wastes the cat food. I think they're called cluster flies. If you get close or spot any of these big dead house flies, that they look like blue bottles, these big flies. Um, Bug Life have said have a close look before disposing of them because these cluster flies have yellowish golden hairs on their thorax, a prominent dark and light coloured checkered pattern on their abdomen and at rest both wings overlap across the abdomen and physically they tend to be slow and sluggish. So if you've got those in your house at the moment, they may be cluster flies. Again, check your cracks. It's always good advice, isn't it? What, check your crack? Yeah, check your crack. Yeah, it's good advice for lots of things in life. <laughs> Definitely. Shall we... Um, well, you're going whole to be range doing, of things. <laughs> whole range of things. You're going to be doing SWAT or not shortly, which will profile um, the ladybird. Obviously, it's going to be not SWAT, uh, but you're going to profile the ladybird in more detail as well in a little while. Yes, Are definitely. you actually? Are Can't you? Can't wait. Did I ask you to profile the yeah. word? I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, you did. Cool. Yeah, and I've okay. done the work. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Darren. Darren. Sarah in Mulvan has been in touch on the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. And Egypt Gene, mm-hmm. Egypt Gene rivaled you last week with your jokes. Um, Sarah says, um, Darren, I'm going to put this to you. Darren, what do you call a man with a map on his head? I don't know. Go on. Miles. <laughs> we love head jokes. Any head jokes, please. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Fantastic. Darren. Now, that was better than yours earlier. <laughs> you think? Darren, what do you call a man with a car number plate on his head? Reg. Oh, you knew it. Darren. <laughs> Darren, what do you call a woman with a radiator on her head? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Go on. Anita. <laughs> now, you're laughing, but do you actually get that? 
And eater, yeah. And heater. And heater. And heater. And heater. And eater. And eater. Nice one, Sarah. It's like the Annette jokes. It's like the Annette, <laughs> yeah. Annette jokes. Annette curtains. Iva, <laughs> Iva, and what's the other one? I see Iva Biggin. That's always funny. And what's the other one? <laughs> Iva and <laughs> and Isaac. Isaac is also another good one for jokes. Isaac. No. Okay. Okay, I'll leave that there. No. Okay. Isaac. Oh yes. <laughs> That's a bit slow. <laughs> Brilliant. Molly, Darren, I'm in... Enjo- this is an email, by the way, Darren. Molly, Darren, I'm enjoying the podcasts. Listening to you as I type this, do you think you could do a piece on apps for identifying uh, plants, please? I'm trying to help my daughter in Norfolk to sort out her garden. She's tied up with her baby at the moment, so gardening isn't on her agenda, but it is on mine, and I'm trying to help. I'm confused over some plants as to whether they are weeds or not. Now, firstly, this is from Coral, who... Hang on a second, before we even get into the question. In my little brown paper bag here. Oh, Coral now has sent you and I pin badges of forks and spades so we can wear them when we're doing oh. our podcasts. It's the sweetest thing. Coral, Absolutely. thank you. So nice. Um, so, yeah, a really interesting one, Darren. Um, and you and I have spoken about this for many, many years, uh, especially sort of February, March, springtime. How do you identify what's a plant and what's a, a weed? Are there good apps out there that might help? Yes, there are, and I've done a little bit of research for coral um, around and about, looking at the best plant identification app. And I've come up with one, but I'm going to profile sort of five or six, really. Um, so it's true that there's an app for everything, isn't there? And uh, if you're a plant parent or overall nature lover, we can really benefit from using a plant identification app. Gone are the days when we were searching through massive textbooks trying to figure out which plant or weed we were looking at in our own back garden. And even Google can be hard and not specific when you're looking for something specific. So uh, uh, now the camera on your phone can really work wonders for you. And you can have that answer in just a few clicks. So here's six, basically, uh, to have a think about and try. I will tell you which one I think is best. There's Plant Snap. And PlantSnap has partnered with Snapchat to allow users to identify 600,000 plants in 37 languages, folks. It's super easy to use, um, both uh, free, um, even the premium version. So no matter where you are, you can learn about the plant life around you. The next one to consider is uh, an app called Planter. And uh, if you're looking for an app that specialises in houseplant identification and its care, then this app is really for you. Planter is uh, really user-friendly with lots of personalised tips for starting and tending to your houseplants. Then you've got LeafSnap, which operates as a field guide to all the things that have foliage on them, developed with experts from Columbia University, the University of Maryland and the Smithsonian Institution. So yes, this is an American app, folks. Uh, The app uses high-tech AI to identify plants based only on photos of their leaves. 
Garden Answers is a cracking app to try. If you're looking for an interactive way to identify plants, take a look at this plant app. Uh, aside from classifying plants, it provides tips on how to deal with common plants, pests and diseases. Just point and click your phone and you'll get an instant answer as to which species it actually is. Now the one I recommend folks is PlantNet. Available in both English and French, uh, PlantNet allows users to, to uh, join groups to identify plants. The app also tells you whether a species is invasive or not, which is important for maintaining local biodiversity. And during testing, it correctly identified 15 out of 18 outdoor and indoor plant species. And the remaining three were actually identified by genus okay um, it does also pinpoint you to a whole host of websites and Facebook pages which is brilliant for when you're you're starting to work and it's super easy to use and it's totally and utterly free and then the final one is Google Lens it's fuss free fast and sometimes breathtakingly accurate this app offered by Google fares well by taking a photo or choosing one uh, from your phone albums via free Google Lens app the search engine just mines its vast library of public pictures to deliver the best matches in an instant. Sometimes it doesn't get it quite right. So my pick of the six folks is PlantNet. Uh, have a look at that. It's free to download. It's free for you to use. Coral, I hope that helps you to choose an app that is right for you. <laughs> Darren, that was lovely. I didn't realise there was there was so much info out there. Um, and Google apps and all these other apps and stuff, they are so cool, aren't they? Literally point and press and you've got the answer. Isn't modern technology incredible? Oh, it's wonderful. But, you know, technology is really moving at a pace. Mm -hmm. So it's going to get better and better and better. So, oh, uh, nice. yeah, get one and you can identify your plants. I was just going to say what's most important about these things is choosing plants that you know won't be poisonous if you're thinking of eating something. So it's, it's excellent for that if, if you're a forager. Oh, you've just reminded me. We must soon, Darren, on the Happy Garden podcast, we must do something on mushrooms. The enormity, the, the different uh, mushrooms and fungi that you see, and you'll have seen them when you're walking your dog or out and about kicking leaves, they're everywhere at the moment. I still daren't forage, even though you, year on year on year on year, historically, Darren, have done foraging masterclasses. I, I'm still scared. But they're all out there. We must do something on mushrooms. Because, of course, Darren, because, of course, you're, you're such a fun guy. <laughs> oh, you got there before me. Oh, I was yeah. about to say it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we'll do that in the next few weeks, definitely. Well, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. It's on the... Uh, uh, can you put it in the diary, please? Oh, do you want me to go to the diary, Dad? Do you actually want me to go to the diary? Hang on, it's oh. a diary. Next time I'm at your house, the blooming... Wind chimes. Diary. Now, next week we have got Apple Special. We've done that. Oh, wait. I'm licking my fingers like an old person. There we go. Uh, next, we are going to be doing... Um... What do you mean, like? <laughs> We've got the Halloween special next week. How is it Halloween oh, yes. already? Spooktacular. It is a spooktacular. Now, of course, we're going to be talking about pumpkins and stuff, but I did wonder next week if you might profile some... Uh... Hang on a sec. Wait. Is, that, is this the right one? No. Hang on a second. Well, this oh, definitely not. No, no chipmunk. <laughs> no, we're done with the chipmunks. Um, it, How about this one? No. Oh, no. 
Hang on. Oh, now I don't know what's happening. Wait. Now I don't know what's happening. Hang on a second. Oh, Darren. Oh. <laughs> Well, now I don't know how to get that on my voice. <laughs> oh, God. The burner phone's back. Oh, no. Door. There. Oh, God. So many buttons to press. <laughs> I was trying to find, um... Oh, here we are. Oh, that's the same sort of thing. A monster voice. <laughs> but why isn't it on your voice? Because <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no fun if it's just me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. <laughs> but what I was going to say is if next week you could profile some herbs that witches used to use. A pinch of yes. that, two pinches of this, and you're dead. <laughs> so could you, do, could you do something like that? We'll profile some witches' yeah. herbs next week. That'd be all right. Yeah, and I'll do, I'll do my pumpkin skin cream. Recipe as well. No way. Pumpkin skin cream. Yes. My exfoliant. (laughs) Now I like the sound of that. I'll put the I've put that in the diary and I'll put the diary back down. There we go. Oh Darren, I do like to plan ahead. So all that more to come next week. Oh, and I tell you what I want to do next week as well. Uh, sorry, dear pod listeners, this is a really long show. It's all Nigel's fault. Um we don't get to meet anyway, so this is on air, on air production. <laughs> on air production. What I'd like to do next week. Now, you know you bought me uh, Rose and Molly Green, which you've already talked about, which cost you plus yeah. £60 for the clean air yeah. zone charge in Birmingham yeah. City Centre. Don't feel guilty. I don't. Um, the you same don't need to feel guilty. <laughs> OK. <laughs> the same day, Claire and Paul, beautiful listeners, bought me in some roses as well, um, some shop-bought roses. Now, we'll talk about this next week. Darren, they've shooted... They were white roses and the heads, the flowers are sort of keeling over and dying. The enormity of fresh green growth coming out of the Mm. stem. Sorry, the wind chime's still going. Gives me hope that I might be able to turn these into some sort of... um, Hang on a second. (laughs) Gives me hope that I might be able to turn these into some sort of bush. Now, can we do that as a little piece next week as well? Is there any... Hope of turning yeah. shop-bought flowers into plants. Well, there is, especially if they're woody plants. So, like you've got, it's effectively a cutting. So, ah, yeah, you we'll can do that do. next week. Yeah, yeah, no a worries. Really interesting one. No problem. Okay, Claire and Paul, yeah. they're just lovely. Okay, right. What we're we doing next? Uh, oh, I will tell you what, we must talk about very, very quickly. Um, uh, Darren, 
Now, Darren and I, if you've been listening to all of our um, six podcasts prior to this one, you'll know our background, where we're from, what we normally do. And Birmingham in Bloom has been a part of what we've done historically for many years. Darren and I present the Birmingham in Bloom award ceremony. Yes, and we have a lovely time every year, don't we, Miles? We do, and we meet the most amazing people and we, we, we hear the most amazing stories of, of how gardening has, has helped mentally and physically in communities, and it's, it's wonderful. Sadly, Birmingham City Council has... Has it gone bust, Darren? Uh, yeah, they're bankrupt. But, oh, that's the one. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure how to phrase that then. They're bankrupt. Well... Well, they are, they're bankrupt. They're bankrupt. have got to be honest, they're bankrupt. <laughs> anyway, the, the point is they can't afford us this year. And the ceremony has been cancelled, which we're really, really sad about, because, as I say, we meet some amazing people. Um, but uh, the crux of the matter is, Darren, we need to make some money. Yeah. At the moment, we're doing this for the love of it. If you'd like to donate, <laughs> you'd like to donate? <laughs> well, I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Oh, right, OK. I've got an idea, okay. Darren. Because we are... <laughs> because we uh-oh. are... Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> no, I uh-oh. think this is genius. I thought about this in bed the other day. Because I have all my ideas right. in bed. Because we are getting towards the end of October and people have started buying mince pies and looking ahead to Christmas, I thought maybe yeah. you and I could do some Christmas light turn-ons. Yeah. At people's houses. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Literally. I, mean, I don't know what we'd charge because you and I haven't discussed this. I mean, all we have to do is reach around behind the telly and, and you know, Flick the switch. Flick the switch. But if you want Darren and I in your living room live for what twenty minutes, cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. What do you reckon? Hundred quid. Tea. Yeah, hundred quid. Hundred quid we'll, uh, each. We'll we'll do a speech. Yeah. <laughs> speech photos. And we'll turn the lights on. We'll turn your lights yeah. on, and have a cup of tea and hundred hundred pounds each. What do you think? Do, you know, we'll do some selfies as well. Selfies. Eat a mince pie. <laughs> anyway, it's just an idea. And uh, happygardenpodcast at gmail dot com. You got got to plan ahead, Darren. Well, I think it's a brilliant. Idea. It is, isn't it? We've got to sell really, ourselves. Really, really good. Got to put ourselves out yeah. there. Yeah. Are we going to get there? I'll drive. I'll drive. I'll come pick you up. Oh, you're going to drive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. The okay. petrol. By the way, the petrol is included in the hundred pounds each. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, Travel expenses. We're available. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll swallow that. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about suffering, suffering with tinselitis. <laughs> They've got to take a test before we come. <laughs> yes, definitely, yeah. If you've got no. tinselitis, we yeah. ain't coming in. Oh, Darren, so desperate. <laughs> That's brilliant. They're coming to turn the gas off next week. <laughs> Listen, Darren, do you mind if I go for a wee? Yeah, I need one as I'm well. I'm absolutely serious. All right, I'll see you in a second. I've got to go. Yeah, so see you in a bit. See you in a second. Okay. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, dear. Christ. <laughs> coming. How's it coming? How's it coming? Are you back yet? Oh, it's not back. It smells of wee in here. Better, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's much right, better. Where are we going okay, next, yeah, then? now this we're ready. Great. Ready for part two. Okay. Part God. two. 
the sequel. Um, Keith's winter planter dash photo I've got on my sheet now. Have I, did I send yeah. you Keith's winter planter? You did. Lovely. So he'd, he'd followed your advice. Good. Yeah, he'd followed all the advice that you gave. And that's going to give him so much colour through the autumn and the winter, you know, Molly. He'll be totally and utterly surprised as to what he gets from that. Gorgeous. Well done. Fantastic. And he also sent a photo as well, and I know he's spoken to you about it before, Darren, and that's his um, morning glory. And so he he sent a picture (laughs) of his morning glory on the Happy Garden podcast at gmail.com, which we were surprised and delighted to see. Thank you for your morning glory, Keith in Ellswood. But his morning glory was all the way over his archway. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, but Keith, thank you for letting us see it. Uh, it's, um, it's glorious. Uh, the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. And, and Darren, we've always said, haven't we? Um, yes, of course, gardening questions are more than welcome. So you can try and uh, impart some of your fabulous, award winning horticultural knowledge. But um, success stories like the aforementioned Morning Glory also welcome as well on the email. Yeah, anything. And, and pictures are fabulous, folks. Do send us photos. I love a good photo because it tells a thousand things, yeah, doesn't of course, it? Of course. Uh, if you've got a plant problem in particular. And you don't just have to use the email. If you would like to post on the Happy Garden podcast Facebook page, then our whole community, our whole garden gang can help as well. It is just the Happy Garden podcast. You'll find us on Facebook. Another question for you. Molly Darren, loving loving the podcast. Just want to ask, what are the best autumn plants for planters? All the best for the podcast. Take care. And that's Patrick in Wolverhampton. Now, I know you did do a bit on this last week, but just, just to, to reiterate, best autumn plants for planters. Well, if you go to your local garden centre uh, or DIY store now, or local, um, you know, um, shop down the road seems to sell them as well, don't they? Um, you can buy these small uh, shrubs, which you can plant in your garden afterwards, and they become larger shrubs. But uh, they're all out there, things like hebes, skimmias, all those types of things uh, are out there. Try a grass or two as well, um, so carex, those types of things, because they turn red in the winter as well as your pamansies, your primulas, those sorts of things. But underplant with bulbs, folks. So pop some crocus in, pop some tulips in, and pop some daffodils in as well. And you'll have forgotten about those. And come the springtime, they are the ones that will give you that big surprise because you'll have forgotten you've actually planted them. Oh, have you finished? I've just taken a handful of yeah. peanuts. Sorry, I thought your answer would be sorry. longer. Sorry. <laughs> I thought your answer would be longer than that. I just shoved about five peanuts in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> you eating I on am, the podcast? I am just having a couple and of peanuts. And here's me fasting. I'm fasting. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it is. It's twenty-five to two, and I'm not eating yet today. So I thought I'd just have a handful of peanuts in that question. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Don't choke. <laughs> is that really unprofessional? Mm, I love salted salted peanuts, though. I think for salted peanuts at the moment. Oh, look, listen. Mm. Have you eaten today? Stomach's started to grow. No, not yet. Nothing. Have you had breakfast? <laughs> What's your main meal today? What are you having later? Um, beef stew and dumplings, I think. Or is it whatever Mrs Rudge puts in front of you? Don't lie. Well, of course. Oh, Darren. <laughs> Why don't you? When's her birthday? Is it coming up? No, it's in May. Oh. <laughs> 
Also, oh, is mine. I don't know. <laughs> All the best people are born in May. Oh, but why don't you just surprise her and do her like um. Breakfast in bed. Surprise. Mm. Well, it's too far in the relationship for surprises. Oh, Darren. I've been together 30 odd years. Yeah, even more reason. <laughs> I haven't put some more peanuts in my mouth. Even more reason. Okay. <laughs> no, she loves me all the same. She <laughs> What, surprise her with a meal? Yeah, surprise her with a meal. <laughs> and she comes home one day. Have it all cooked. Yeah. With some candles. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, could mm. do, couldn't I? Mm, could do. Some champagne. Won't do. Like <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Durham. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Shush, she's just come in the room. Shush, she? don't tell her we're talking I about bet, it. I bet any yeah. minute... Oh, sorry, I hate it when people are eating. <laughs> I bet she says to you any second, do you want a tea or coffee, Durham? No, she's gone. No. <laughs> she's gone upstairs. Oh, okay. No, ask me about if I want another coffee. Good. You don't deserve it. Thanks. I don't need another coffee. Oh, so rude. I bet she's giving you the middle finger as we speak. <laughs> oh dear. Gosh, this is uh, this is taking a while to record this. I, I still blame Nigel. Are, are you out tonight? Are you doing a talk? Are you okay for time? Uh, no. no, I'm all right for time. You're right for time. At the moment. Oh, how did yeah. you talk in Oxford go in the week? Good, really good. It yeah. was it was okay. There was about sixty people there. Did they, they receive all, you? All seemed to enjoy it. Did they receive you yeah. well? Yeah. Did they clap? Seemed to. They, cla- they clapped at the end. Did you have the clap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is this is worse than last week. Right, hang on. Where are we? Let me uh, get it back to my sheet. Because this is ridiculous. Right, morning glory. Pat, dumb. Right, let's do SWAT or not. Where's SWAT or not? Now in the happy garden. What is it? Is it a bee? SWAT! Or not? I vote not! Definitely voting not this week. Go, Darren, go! Okay, well, in the world there's about five different species of ladybird, folks. These much-loved creatures are also known as lady beetles and ladybugs in some parts of the world. They come in many different colours and patterns, uh, but the most familiar to us is the seven-spotted ladybird. With its shiny red and black body, in many cultures, ladybirds are considered to be good luck. Most people uh, like ladybirds because they're pretty graceful and harmless to humans. But growers actually love them because they eat aphids and many other plant-eating pests. One ladybird can eat up to 5,000 insects in its lifetime. Most ladybirds have oval dome-shaped bodies uh, with six short legs, depending on the species. They can have spots, stripes or other markings uh, all over their body. Seven-spotted ladybirds are red or orange with three spots on each side and one in the middle. That's why they're called seven-spotted ladybirds. They have a black head with white patches on either side. Ladybirds are colourful for a reason. The markings tell predators, eat something else 
I taste terrible. When threatened, uh, the bugs will secrete an oily, foul-tasting fluid uh, from the joints in their legs. They may also play dead. Birds are ladybirds' main predators, but also they fall victim to frogs, wasps, spiders and dragonflies. They lay their eggs in clusters or rows on the underside of leaves, usually where aphids uh, have gathered. Larvae, which vary in shape and colour, um, based on species, emerge in a few days. Seven-spotted ladybird larvae are long, black and spiky, and we often call them the little crocodile. When they reach full size, they attach to a leaf by their tail, and the pupa is formed. Within a week or two, the pupa becomes the adult ladybird. Ladybirds are happy in many different habitats in this country, including grasslands, forests, cities, suburbs, and along rivers. Seven-spotted ladybirds are also native to Europe. They're most active from spring until autumn when the weather turns cold and then they come indoors and look for a, a secluded spot to hibernate, such as in rotting logs, under rocks or inside Molly's window cracks. These hibernating colonies contain thousands of ladybirds. And that's it, there's your profile of the ladybird and definitely not to swat. Molly and Darren do you know who we were? <laughs> now, let's get back to another question. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com if you want any of Darren's advice. And don't forget, there's not much he doesn't know. Award-winning garden designer and... <laughs> what else are you? What else are you? I don't know. You carry on. No, go on. What on. else are you? I need to make a list. Teacher. Hang on. Teacher. Member of the Institute of Horticulture. Oh, hang on. Member of... The Institute of Horticulture. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Award-winning garden designer. Designer, I've got that. What does that mean? <laughs> Did you say what does that yeah, mean? Yeah, member of the... <laughs> member of the Institute what? of Horticulture. Institute, OK. When member of the Chartered what do you have, Institute What do you do? Pay £25 a year? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know, that's awful. It's recognition of I'm a kidding. career goal. I'm, I'm just jealous because I, I have to do funny. <laughs> you have to do funny handshakes and everything. <laughs> Pass the conquer. What else are you? Teacher, member of that, designer and good egg. Podcaster. Podcaster and good Broadcaster. egg. Broadcaster. Okay. Good egg, yeah. And good egg. I like to finish with good egg. <laughs> so, uh, happygardenpodcast at gmail.com if you want, Darren. So, Molly, Darren, I'm so glad that we still do have you doing the brilliant podcast. Now, this is from Mijuli, by the way. My mum had an amaryllis last year, which flowered beautifully. After flowering, we put it in a paper bag in the shed after cutting the leaves back. I came across it early September and I was glad to see new growth. My mum had it back and every time that I go there, it's grown and it's now probably 25 inches. I presume I uncovered it too early, Darren? Question mark. My question is, will it still flower? I've repotted it so it isn't too top heavy. Thanks in advance. And that's Mijuli. Well, Mijuli. Yeah, you you need to um, leave them in a dark place until uh, the end of October. Really, it will flower for you, uh, but it might flower early. So that's the uh, that's the thing. You normally want these in in flower for Christmas, don't you? With those big trumpet shaped flowers, 
looks like the tannoy system, doesn't it, on the beach? And they're great. <laughs> but yeah, keep them until uh, keep them in the dark until end of October, early November, and then bring them out. You've done well to keep them. Some people can't keep them through the year, so uh, well done, me Julie. And keep going and keep in touch. Keep listening into the Happy Garden podcast. Again, you finished too early because I've just had Hello? another hand with peanuts. <laughs> Hello? Stop eating peanuts! I can't help it. I'm really hungry today. Hang on. Hello. Sorry, Darren. It's really unprofessional. I'm really hungry. Darren, would you like a podcast room update? Yes, please. Now, the how's com- it looking? Well, it's looking really good. The compost flies have almost gone. With your advice, I have changed the top centimetre or two of the compost on all of the 20 houseplants that I have in the podcast room. However, there was a problem in the week because the air printer, which is at one o'clock to me sat here, stopped working. There was a jam and I addressed it and I took out the ink roller and I tried to pull the paper out. What came out with the paper was a vine weevil. (gasps) I know there was a vine weevil in the printer. Now, I'm assuming, Darren, because I've heard you profile vine weevils before, I'm assuming it was playing dead and it wasn't dead. Well, it might be. <laughs> it, yeah, it could go either way. Probably was. <laughs> well, I put it out in the garden and I, I'm, I'm thinking of it as Schrodinger's vine weevil and I, I, I like to think it was fine. It was in the printer. Now, out of all mm. of the... I mean, it's only a small room. Out of all of the plants that I have in here, I'm suspecting it was the spider plant. Are they quite partial to spider plants? Vine weevil will, will really have a go at anything. Oh, any of them. And the uh, the a- adult vine weevil you add in your printer will show itself because they're nocturnal and you get little discs taken out of the leaf. Oh. So if you have a look at the leaves, then uh, you'll see little disc shapes uh, oh, taken out of the fine. leaves. They all look fine. Mm. I was surprised so to see So it's walked him. in from somewhere because uh, they can. They're all females, by the way. Fine weevils mm. until they uh, they uh, they need to uh, uh, copulate and then uh, some of them produce the parts. They grow they one, don't do they? To produce them, yeah, they do. What they a grow thing! One. What a thing! <laughs> Just a thing. I'm going to grow one today. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what a thing! Another little known fact: a slug's appendage um, comes out of its head. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We used to do that at school, did you? You used to put your hand up to your forehead and then do what you yeah. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but that's actually no. what slugs yeah, got lots of that's what slugs do when they copulate. One one they they're hermaphrodite slugs. Mm. Mm. So they've got both sexes contained within but one assumes the male and the other assumes the female. Oh. And they hang from um, low branches on trees and shrubs when they copulate. And the, the male <laughs> produces um, his appendage and they wrap around one another and then you get this big frothiness that goes on Molly and then when once they've finished they drop off <laughs> once they've finished they drop off walk away and light a cigarette walk <laughs> away You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Gardening's answer to sapphire and steel. Or ant and deck. Either way, I can't tell which one is which. Darren, we must thank our international listeners to the Happy Garden Podcast. Oh, yeah? Now, yeah? Yeah. 
I've been trying to keep you up to date with uh, with the insights into our Happy Garden podcast. I mean, it's crazy. We're at number... What, what did I say we were? There's 10 in the German charts. Was it 10? Yeah. I can't remember. Number 10. 10 in the UK for oh, Apple God. and Spotify. We're doing ever so well. <laughs> but we also, and I think everybody should know, we are also... Let me just press refresh here because I've got it in front of me here. I mean, this is just blowing my melon, man. Uh, we are <laughs> United Kingdom, obviously. Australia, United States, Germany, Spain, France, Ireland, Luxembourg, Belgium, Greece. Thank you all for listening. Canada, Denmark, Egypt, New Zealand, Poland, Austria, Indonesia, uh, in Batam, in Malaysia. We're quite big in uh, Puchong Batu del Belas and in Vietnam, <laughs> Ho Chi Minh City. Amazing. Thank you if you're listening what? in any of those places. Gobsmacked. <laughs> Absolutely. Gobsmacked. Ho Chi Minh City, a Ho black Chi country City. bloke. <laughs> <laughs> there's you. There's me and you. I'm stuffing my face in Birmingham in, with salted peanuts. <laughs> you're having a bit of a laugh in Block Switch and there's people listening in Vietnam. I know, it's fabulous, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, thank you, folks. Thank, thank you, you for, uh, for listening in. Number 10 in the country. Oh, no, that's How amazing. Yeah, what? (laughs) (laughs) But if you are global, if you are listening internationally, wherever in the world, please, please do drop us a line on the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com or drop us something on the Facebook, the Happy Garden Podcast on Facebook. We'd love to know where you are and uh, and how you listen and whether you use Darren's tips as well to listen wherever you are in the globe. Thank you. Darren, I really hesitate to to mention what's on my sheet next. Uh Oh, (laughs) <laughs> Can you guess what's on my sheet next? It's Pat's yes. bush. Oh, Pat's bush. Oh, Pat's no, not bush. Pat. Pat was tested last week. I know. She's still rearing head. This has got to be three or four weeks on. I still actually don't think we've done Pat's bush. I mean, have we or not? I, we've got to put Pat's bush to bed. We cannot go on with Pat's bush. I think we did Pat's bush. I don't think we have. To- Two episodes ago. Yeah, but I think we did it. I edited it and it never went out. And then we half did it and then I actually tore it into pieces and put it in the bin and I've sellotaped it back together because I still don't think we've done it. Could Pat contact us and tell us about her bush? I'd imagine Pat's given up. I doubt Pat's listening anymore. When should you prune an evergreen jasmine? I mean, have we done that? Well, I know I have. Just quickly, just quickly do it. Exactly, just do it again Uh, quick. After flowering, so jasminum officinale, which is your evergreen jasmine, then prune it straight after flowering. There you go. Job done. We've done it. One angle on the set, because there's three parts, and I'm sure we've done the identification (laughs) of the laurel. But our giant South African impatience perennial, I assume just a bedding plant, but the flower display is still magnificent, so I wondered if they'll come back next year. If so, how do I keep them over winter? We'll do that again anyway, because overwintering things now is quite important. You'll just need to keep it in a really cosseted place, Pat. So it is perennial, um, but if it's not in a place where um, frosts can't get at it, then it may die through the winter. Just make sure. Uh, what If it was mine, what I would do is I would pop it into a pot and then put it somewhere nice and cosy for the winter months, and then you can put it back out in the spring. Okay. Have we definitely done Pat's Bush? We've done Pat's Bush now. I never want to it's see Pat's, Pat's Bush, Bush again. Bush. 
has been done, done. to death. <laughs> now, shall we do Andy Land and then we will finish with uh, jokes and jobs. Jokes for, jokes for yes. the week ahead and jobs for the week ahead. Yes. OK. Yes. Uh, but first yes. of all, we haven't had Andy Land on for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Andy Land is amazing. He's an award-winning author. He's an award-winning historian. And today he's telling us about the potted history of carrots. It's amazing and astound with Andy Lound. That's me. Hello, Morley and Darren. Today I will be telling you about the potted history of carrots. Carrots are the nation's favourite vegetable. 75% of Britons say they eat carrots regularly and we crunch our way through more than 10 billion carrots each year. The British carrot is available all year round and is a vegetable we all know and love, but it wasn't always so readily available. In years gone by, the carrot was considered positively exotic. It is thought that the carrot first came from Afghanistan sometime around the 7th century CE, when they were originally purple. Carrots were known to the Greeks and the Romans. In fact, the Greeks called the carrot philtrum and used it as a love medicine, making men more ardent and women more yielding. The Roman Emperor Caligula, believing these stories, forced the whole Roman Senate to eat carrots so he could see them in rut like wild beasts. India, China and Japan had established carrots as a good crop by the 13th century. In Europe, however, they were not well known until well into the Middle Ages. At that time, doctors prescribed them for everything from sexual maladies to snake bite. The orange carrot is thought to have originated in 16th century Holland, where the original red, purple, black, yellow and white varieties were hybridised to today's bright orange, with its potent dose of beta-carotene. Some claim that the Dutch created the orange carrots to honour the Dutch flag at the time of William of Orange, but other authorities argue these claims lack convincing evidence, and it is possible that the orange carrot was favoured by Europeans because it does not brown the soups and stews as the purple carrot does, and therefore was much more attractive. Carrots moved to England during Elizabethan times. Some Elizabethans ate the roots as food. Others used their feathery stalks to decorate their hair, their hats, their dresses and their coats. Carrots are extremely versatile, delicious either raw or cooked, and are an integral part of many recipes from around the globe. America is famous for mouth-watering carrot cake. In India, carrots are used to produce a delicious fudge-like dessert called halva. Carrots are also an important ingredient in many Jewish recipes, such as simis, a sweet stew which is usually orange in colour. And of course, carrots were on the menus of many of the hotels in Vichy, France, as part of the cure for overloaded digestive systems, from where the traditional recipe of carrots Vichy come from. The myth that carrots help one see in the dark was propaganda used by the Royal Air Force during the Second World War to explain why British pilots had improved night vision, which enabled them to have great successes in nighttime air battles. In reality, it was thanks to the newly adopted radar technology. The suggestion, though, led to German scientists setting up a research programme into carrots. A radio programme called The Kitchen Front encouraged people to grow, store and use carrots in various novel ways, including making carrot jam and Walton pie. So there you have it. The best aphrodisiac is a good carrot, but it won't improve your eyesight. So, Molly and Darren, more from the potting shed next time. And we look forward to it. He's ace, isn't he? 
Andy Lound. He's great, Andy Lound is. And what a wonderful bloke. And a fantastic range of things he can discuss. It's fantastic. He's a good egg as well. We're all in the same basket, aren't we? Of eggs. (laughs) Of eggs. (laughs) Good eggs. So, Darren, we're nearly done. Looking forward to next week. We'll talk about next week in a, in a couple of ticks after we've done uh, jobs and jokes. Which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do, um, well, we've waited. Do you want to do your highly acclaimed jokes for the week ahead? You've said, you've said, yeah. you've said yeah, these are going I, to be amazing. I think I, I, I ultimately peak for my uh, last joke. Okay. You can tell me. Yeah. Don't worry. It's gonna gonna take some beat in this one. Now in the happy garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Alan, let's let's be having you. Here we go then. Mm-hmm. My vase of flowers died the other day, Molly Green, mm. but then came back to life. It must have been reincarnation. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. that one. Yeah, definitely. Good. For Valentine's Day last year, I received a bunch of flowers with their heads cut off. Strange. I think I'm being stalked. Oh, equally as good, Darren. Come on. Why did the rose stop dating the fern? Rose, fern, dating, stopped. Can't imagine. She only saw him as a frond. <laughs> Two. Three. What is a flower garden's favourite rock band? Flower garden rock band. Beatles? Guns N' Roses! Mm. <laughs> Bit obvious. Number five. Even though this, I didn't get this it. This is where I ultimately... Okay. This is where I ultimately <laughs> peak. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Every morning, Molly, mm. I take my cow for a long walk through the vineyard. Cow? Yes, Molly, I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, I see! <laughs> oh, I think you heard the... Oh, Darren! <laughs> I tried. Yeah, no, good. I really yeah, that's good. <laughs> Excess of peanuts. I'm with you now. Good, that's good. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's no, that's fine. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> Shall I come back at you? Yeah, go on then. Oh, mine's not as good what as yours. What you got? Darren, why don't ladybirds ever play hide and seek? I don't know. Because they always get spotted. <laughs> that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> good thing we finished. I think you finished on a high there. Is your is your yeah. um? Is your kettle back on? Yeah, I'm having a coffee made Mm. for you. Having coffee made for you? I didn't actually hear Mrs Rudge come down and offer you a beverage. Did you gesticulate? Well, she sneaks past on her hands and knees. (laughs) (laughs) What's the the signal for would you like a coffee? I I know what signal I'd give you, but what does... um... (laughs) It's a a (laughs) V-shape. One lump... Or two, Darren. Or two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Could you please pass on my regards to the uh, to the wonderful Mrs. Rudge at I some point do. today? Tell her we all <laughs> yes, love her. We feel her pain and yeah. we love her. Yeah. 
Okay. She's 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 like the uh, the mother in Tom and Jerry, isn't she? Is she skulking around in the background? Skulking around <laughs> the glue that holds it all together, and don't you forget that, Darren? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Mother to my children. <laughs> <laughs> let's stop there, Darren. Really, let's stop there. What are you having for dinner? Whatever's put in front of me. I told you. Beef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we do love you. Don't get any choice. No, Darren. Don't get any choice. Oh, poor you. Just... <laughs> <laughs> really, let's leave that conversation and get back to the Happy Garden podcast. Now, I've enjoyed today's pod. I think it's been fine. It was it's lengthy, but it's fine. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Let's blame Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> blame Nigel, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Nigel. Thanks, Nigel. No, we're kidding. If ever you want to come on, you can. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Um, leave your question, leave your number, and uh, we could be calling you next week. It's something to look forward to, isn't it? Also, next week, we will do the cut flowers, if that's okay, Darren. We'll look at yeah. how you could turn cut flowers into to bushes, to plants. Um, and yeah. also, of course, it being the sort of like, we'll do a Halloween special, a witch's herby special. Yes. Oh, listen to your poor wife. What are you doing in the kitchen? I'm getting your tea ready. Oh, poor Mrs. Rush. She's getting your tea ready. She's getting my tea ready. Oh, Told you. Darren. Why don't you go, yes. when we finish now, why don't you go out and, and buy us something nice? I will do. Will you, don't really? Don't go down the garage. Yeah. yeah. Go down like John Lewis or something. <laughs> what? No. Going down, tell her we got paella for tea. Oh, God. You got paella for tea? Paella for tea, there you go. Now that's my paella. She's just made me a lovely cup of coffee, look. You've got paella for tea. Paella's difficult, you know. It's not an easy throw-together dish. But I I really appreciate her for you, because that's a a long-winded dish, paella. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, lovely. Go and get us something nice. I'll enjoy it. I know you will. Yeah, I will do. Go and get us something nice. Will you report back on the next podcast? What you went and got her. I will do. Don't go down the garage. Yeah. Not from the SO, Darren. Not from the jet. <laughs> go down Rackham's or something. Promise right. me. I'll buy her something. I'll buy her. I'll promise. I'll promise. I'll buy her a nice present. Okay. Might be plant based. No, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. Okay. There I'll, you go. I'll okay. Get a nice present. And she can report back next week. I as want to. What re- I've actually bought. I her. would like a report from Mrs. Rudge as to what gift for all the hard work okay. she received. Right then, Dazzler, I think it's time to say goodbye. I have thoroughly enjoyed today's pod. Thank you so much, and we'll do it all again same time next week. We certainly will. It's been fun. Lots of laughs. And my jokes were just brilliant. They were. And I would like them to be ghost-based next week. (laughs) Sorry, that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I'm so excited about all the sound effects on on this thing. For our spectacular podcasts next week. <laughs> oh, it's just ridiculous. Jerry, you'd think I was five. I'm so excited about all these buttons. Oh, no. <laughs> but we'll have a laugh. Go and enjoy your paella. Give your wife a massive cuddle and tell her how much you love her, Darren. After you've gone out and got a huge I gift. I will do. All I right. will do. I love you. Oh. There you are, you Hang see. on, I'm listening for a response. Do it again. Joanne, I love you. Silence. Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I'm doing? Oh, I... <laughs> about to cut Darren's head off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Darren. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Bye. <laughs> See you next week. That's if Darren hasn't ended up in the paella. <laughs>